Coming to you live from a barbecue shack near you, it's the SEC Slow Smoke Podcast. We've got the sweet tea, the white bread, and a whole lot of slow smoke takes lined up. So put down your turkey burger, turn up the volume, and grab your hog, because it's about to be on. Oh, yeah. Now, say hello to your self-proclaimed food and sports experts, the utterly enthusiastic Holt Smash, and the one and only Tinder King of Memphis, Mr. JB the underscore Brooks. And now, here's your host, always full of ship, Alex Bullship One. Welcome back to the official SEC Slow Smoke Podcast. I'm your host, Alex, joined by my bro, Holt Smash. What's up? Hey, Alex. How's it going, man? Dude, doing all right. Doing all right. Drinking drinking some water out of my Zaxby's cup today, saving some dishes. You know how that goes. Yeah, I know how much you uh, hate having cups around, so you got to use whatever you got left over. Damn straight. Also joined by Mr. JB Brooks. What's up, JB? I'm pretty well, uh, Alex. Uh, something funny happened tonight at the house. Uh, Holt was about to uh, cook a steak, and uh, while he was let, he let the steak sit on the counter to thaw a little bit before he was going to put it on the grill, and my dog ended up eating the entire raw steak. <laughs> How is your dog now? I'm sure she's a very happy dog. Yeah, That's I was, about... I was thinking she's the yeah, happiest but... dog ever. Right. Yeah, but now I got to watch for diarrhea potentially. That yeah. could be a shitty night. Will there be a reimbursed steak going to Holt? No, I don't think so. But uh, it actually got a little bit funnier because I ended up going to Corky's instead to get uh, some barbecue. And uh, when I got home, like, they gave me a bunch of fries and I had some leftover. And JB, instead of, you know, acting like a normal person and just asking me if he could have them, (laughs) and he goes, where did those Corky's fries come from? (laughs) And I go, "Uh, Corky's? (laughs) <laughs> and he goes, yeah, but did you go get them? <laughs> yes, JV, I went to Corky's and got some fries. Um, and then he's like, well, are you going to eat them all? <laughs> I'm like, no, JV, you can freaking have the Corky's fries. Why don't you just ask me? <laughs> just straight up from the beginning, have the fries. Why do you have to, like, come at it from this weird angle? <laughs> like, like you're just, like, casually asking about the print. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, y'all just really living in paradise over there. Yeah, well, I just thought we'd get the podcast started off on a positive note. Cause you're sounding a little dull today, so I just wanted to spice oh, up. Oh, I, I got some. I got some. I did. I did just watch uh, episode five of Thirteen Reasons Why, which is very depressing altogether. So, um, man, all depressing. The whole the whole season, but the whole series is depressing. But I'm I'm determined to finish it to start it. So I, I powered through. I mean, it's it's definitely one of those shows you just. Once you started, like you can't look away. You have, yeah. So um, we have a fully packed show today. Believe it or not, um, <laughs> we do have an official word on the SEC schedule, which we didn't have as of last week. So we have um, ten games that ten conference only games that will happen this year, starting September twenty six. Don't know the full details of the. Um, the cross division schedule, but we will get that as well. I guess I don't know. Maybe next week. JB has a little bit more on that. Yeah, they're saying they're supposed, the schedule is supposed to be released uh, sometime this week. Uh, I think it might be released uh, maybe in the next couple uh, days, maybe by Wednesday. But supposedly, uh, you know, the original model was that it was going to be the next two rotating uh, divisional <laughs> opponents, and in the background, we got our. Uh, our puppy and our golden retriever are having a tug of war game, so you're getting some authenticity here with uh, two of our mascots playing. But as far as far as far as we've been, you know, have heard, like the schedule is going to come out in the next few days. But as I was saying, uh, the original model was going to be the next two rotating divisional opponents for uh, each team. But that may not be the case. Uh, there's apparently the scenario the SEC has hired, hired someone uh, that is going to assign each school their opponents 
based off the strength of schedule that they currently have. So it may not even be the two future opponents that everyone was expecting. So, you know, that, that could be a huge curveball. And, of course, uh, this, the, the gist on this guy is that he is an Alabama grad, so you already have SEC fans coming away with conspiracy theories that Alabama is going to get a fair shake. Yeah. Oh, new- oh, wouldn't you love to have this guy's job? I mean, you're getting paid to just pick teams on a, from a conference to play each other. I feel like that's the easiest job in the world. Well, if anyone's listened to our conference realignment podcast from last year, where we literally spent an entire podcast talking like the different ways we could do divisions and stuff like that, and maybe have like every team play, you know, just like the same four teams every year, something like that. Um, you know, that would definitely, that's definitely right up our alley. It's definitely something that you know we're very passionate about, especially me. I feel like, um, so I just in general would like to have that job to answer your yeah. question. And you know what? We did that. We did that for free. I mean, as some people say, for free on the house we didn't even charge for that one yeah the only the only problems with the four team playing the same four teams every year is tennessee has like a lot of i guess rivals in the sec and missouri doesn't have like any so but other than those two teams it'd be pretty easy to uh, to make it happen i think yeah um the only thing i'm i'm wondering about i think somebody put this on twitter and we probably talked about it a little bit last week is if this year we're going to, you know, ten games conference only for SEC and other conferences. Pretty much that the whole Power Five is going to do conference only. Are we going to turn that around next year and going forward play more conference only games and less out of conference and especially the um, like uh, group of five games? Those seems like those are going to be just diminishing each year now. Yeah, well, I mean that's definitely a possibility, and it's not something that. You know, I'm necessarily opposed to. I'm not necessarily for it either. I mean, I, I see the benefits both ways. Um, you know, obviously more conference games is going to be more entertaining games, more, um, you know, games that are going to draw crowds. Um, the SCS games are, you know, fine. The Sunbelt games are fine. And it's good to be able to, you know, finance like another athletic department for an FCS team that may need that money for pretty much to fund their entire athletic department for the year. Um, so I, I definitely – you know, like it from that perspective, but attendance has really been down in college football and, you know, you're competing, um, you know, with other sports and other stuff going on. So, uh, you know, the more quality games you're going to have, the better your viewership is going to be and the better the fan attendance is going to be at the games. Yeah. I mean, I think your attendance is down also because the, the games are expensive. Plus it's just like, it's very comfortable watching from your couch as both of you, are very well aware of how comfortable it is just watching not only one game, but like seven games at once yeah. on Saturday, order food, drink, watch flip between the games. No, no breaks, just no commercials. And like, y'all do it right. Cause you'll have like what three TVs going on. Yeah. But, um, it's, that's the thing. That's like the main competitor to the yeah. attendance problem. Absolutely. And a lot of people like, you know, the common folk, Oh no! That includes pretty much all most of the SEC fans, and that includes us three as well. The common folk like us are allowed one hundred and eighty dollars to sit in a nosebleed seat at at a you know a rivalry game up high with bad sidelines, and then having to pay for gas to get to the game, paying for a hotel to stay overnight. I mean, you're talking about hundreds of dollars, you know, just to go to that. When just like you said, you you can stay at your house, watch it on your sixty five inch HD TV with AC, uh, your own your fridge just feet away, your private bathroom just another few feet away. You can always I, listen to uh, JB commentate during the game too. That's always good. Listen to me commentate too, which is top notch commentating as well. Better than what you'll get from Brad Nestler. Yeah, yeah, it's um it's definitely fun. I mean, call me old fashioned, but I do I still do like going to games. I don't know. Uh, like I definitely don't want to pay, you know, over a hundred dollars for games, uh, multiple games in a year. But like I, I like just the whole game day experience, not just the game. But like if like when we went to the Tennessee Florida game day game like four years ago now, that was a lot of fun because that was a full full day trip, and you know we really got to tailgate and do like do all the great stuff there. So I think that's that's fun too. Yeah, and the tickets for that game, I can remember what we paid for each ticket. It was one hundred ninety five dollars for each ticket. 
I got I got a I got a, a non Tennessee fan special deal that day. I think too. You did, but yeah. I mean, you got to experience. That was probably like your first major like SEC like robbery game that you got to experience. So it was. Yeah, it it was fun. So the schedule for SEC game, I guess you're saying later this week officially. Is it is it um, our boy Ross gonna be the first to break it on the twitters? Could be. Yeah, Mississippi State grad Ross Ellinger definitely. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to figure that out because I don't I don't know the backstory about him, but like, I, yeah, is he does he live in Louisiana now or something? Yeah, well, he's from Louisiana originally, I believe. But he likes Mississippi State, or he went to Mississippi State. I think he's an LSU fan, but he went to Mississippi State. Mm. He's one of those people. That's the worst. That is the worst. Is that is that common at State Holt? Yeah, there's a lot of LSU and Alabama fans at Mississippi State for sure. As as it is, there's uh, some Auburn fans too, which I, I just never really understood. I mean, like you know, I mean, it's one of those things where like I understand it, like it's fine, but don't be walking around wearing like other SEC school stuff like on campus. That's just disrespectful. What was our boy um, that is now? I think a Southern Miss fan, but like he was everybody. He was fan of every for every team. He was uh, he went to Mississippi State. Oh, the weather guy, Stingray. Oh. Stingray, Stingray. Yeah, I think he's officially a Southern Miss fan now. I'm not positive. Yeah, I don't know. We should uh, get JB to track him down, bring him on podcast, bring him on the podcast. Yeah, I think he probably he's probably been waiting. He's probably pissed off that we haven't asked him by now. No, I like I like Stingray. He seems to be a pretty good guy. I think it's just he. He got tired of being bullied by people, you know, for his antics. And come on, he's a passionate fan. He did nothing wrong. So, I mean, I think the reason he switched allegiances is because he just got tired of being bullied. I mean, but I, he's liked like every team. That's the problem I have. Like he, he's, I think he liked Mississippi State. He's liked LSU or Alabama, and now he likes Southern Miss. I think he Missouri for a while. I think who's that? Missouri for a while. I think. Yeah, it's just it's random. That's that's the only problem I have with Stingray. Other other than that, like I mean, some. Like Mississippi State might not have liked him to be like the main fan on TV, but like it was kind of entertaining to watch. I won't lie about that. Yeah, JB is a really big uh, Stingray fan. So if Stingray, if you're out there listening, JB would love your autograph and a picture. With you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, so we don't we don't know the official schedule till early next week. Ross is gonna break the news. He's the he's the uh, Woj of SEC football, I guess. So um, do we? We don't, so we don't have we don't have any indication. So hopefully, um, whoever they hire does a good job of making the best matchups. So I'm, I'm assuming nothing's been said about the fans in the stands or anything like that yet. Um, no, but I mean, I, you've seen some different schools have you know different protocols of how they're going to do it. A and M, you know, said that they want to have fifty percent. Um, I know Philip Fulmer released a statement a few days ago saying that they're going to definitely have reductions in Neyland Stadium, but he didn't clarify what the percentage is going to be. It would be funny if Philip Homer was, like, still saying 100%. <laughs> yeah. He was saying, <laughs> like, a month ago, like, he's like We're, we plan on having 100% of people in Neyland Stadium. But, you know, it's it's impossible. I mean, I, I would say right now, uh, I would bet on having no fans rather than 50% fans at the time. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we had zero fans. Would y'all be, would y'all be comfortable with this? I mean – they're not going to do this. If they said 100% fans, would you be comfortable going to packed Neyland Stadium or um, Davis Wade? I would. I like. I would personally. But yeah. I mean, like being like an idiot, I guess. But yeah. like, like I mean, you accept the risks. Yeah, and that's the other thing too. Is I mean, your life doesn't just stop. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, you're not going to get the time back. Somebody was saying on uh, the Twitters that. Um, Nick Saban's gonna make sure like all of his Alabama players get COVID um, like right now before the season starts, so like he, they don't have any missing players when the season starts because of COVID or testing positive. Good strategy, Nick. I think I mean, hey, it's not bad. I mean, you're, the chances are in your favor that you'll recover. Yeah, because that's the biggest worry is that you know in the middle of the season, you know, if there's an outbreak on a team, do you cancel a game or do you postpone it? And if you still end up playing the game, the players that are infected have to sit out. And they could be, you know, key players for a team. So that could be another – that's a huge thing yep. to look at going forward. Well, they did say that um, there's going to be one bye week for everyone in the middle of the season and then one bye week for everyone at the end of the season so that, you know, games can kind of get changed if they needed to. But, like, I'm curious, like, what's going to justify a game being moved? Is it going to be, like, you know, one player test positive or, like, ten players test positive or, like – 
you know, the starting quarterback test positive or like what, like what has to happen for uh, the game to be moved. And, you know, if there's a big outbreak on a team, they may need to miss two weeks. Yeah. 14 days. Right. Instead of one. So, I mean, you know, those are the questions that I'm having. And then, you know, also like if you miss more than like two weeks, do you have to start like forfeiting games since you make them up or like, like, you know, those are, questions that I have I, I'm just glad that I'm not the one like making the decision on who who plays and um, like what the uh, threshold is for positive testing to cancel a game or how that's gonna all work out it's, it's nice to just be a spectator on the outside I mean think about think about baseball right now like it's uh, kind of teeter-tottering right now um, on some of the teams like whether when they're gonna play and how it's gonna play out in the future i think like the obviously the marlins uh had to cancel a few games and the phillies had to cancel games and now like i think the cardinals tested positive and they have to cancel games and it's just it's a mess and those are professional players that have much better you know luxuries than college players and are i guess uh, behave more professional than college players i'll just put it that way i mean college players are probably going to uh crowd and still want to you know live a good college life so i just I don't see how players aren't going to test positive. Not to be um, Debbie Downer, but especially uh, with it's coming back to campus. Yeah, and but you would you would think the professional players would be better about it. But I mean, I've read that some of these players are not really following the protocols that have been yeah. set. Will be either which yeah. if you follow the protocols set down, then you know you're going to put yourself at risk, and then you're not just hurting yourself. You're going to hurt everybody else in the league by them play because you had to be. I guess a little selfish and not follow the protocols. I mean, and you're a professional player making millions too. So, yeah. oh, hey, it is reduced. It is reduced rate this year. They're not, it's great. Yes. They're not rich. They're just making like five million instead of 30 million. Like you see the NBA, like they form the bubble. And so far, it's been fairly, you know, decent. Like it hasn't been too problematic. But MLB, you know, it's currently a mess. So, yeah. That's going to be going forward. So, hopefully, next week, next podcast, we'll have a full detailed schedule. And we can talk about that. Other big news going on in college football is the Pac-12 player demands. I think they just dropped that tweet yesterday. I've I've been hearing the rumors. I don't know if y'all are big on um, college football on Reddit, but college football Reddit's pretty pretty good. I mean, it's not it's not going to break the news faster than Twitter, but there's some uh, good discussion going on about college football. Like it's I guess it's more uh, substance than Twitter sometimes because there's uh, obviously fans from everywhere and. Then there's some like witty comments at the top, but uh, they um, they were talking about the Pac-12 player demands uh, about a week ago, and I think it officially dropped. Somebody, one of the leaders of the I think University of Oregon, dropped a tweet yesterday um, about what they're trying to accomplish or demand before they the season starts, and they're I guess not going to play until every single demand's met. I'm not sure like how if they're going to negotiate and give a little bit back to them. I don't I don't know how it works, but um hold you get to get a chance to read that tweet or do you have any um opinion on that either way i mean i haven't been able to look through like all of the demands yeah. and do i guess like everything i know that like 50 percent of the revenue was one thing yeah you know um basically what i took away from it was you know if this is like hopefully just a negotiation tactic hopefully i don't actually think they're going to get all this stuff because yeah, that's a lot it's quite a bit yeah. Like, I mean, it's it's not – I mean, first of all, they're not going to get all that, like, no yeah. matter what. It's not going to happen. So, I don't know, like, if they're just trying to start the bidding, like, I guess, <laughs> or the negotiation, I guess, like, super yeah. high, like, yeah. you know, act, like, ridiculous, um, just to try to get at least something. But, uh, you know, I mean, first of all, you know, being an SEC fan – I mean, it seems like the Pac-12 players have not been playing really at all the past few. Years. <laughs> it's like, I mean, have y'all even earned the money you're trying to get right now? <laughs> and it's like they they play in front of like half empty stadiums, and you know they're just not. Yeah, playing. like even um even USC like the pride of the Pac-12 like they don't even play in front of full fans anymore. Yeah, and I mean it's just I don't know. I mean, I understand like them wanting something, you know what I mean? And obviously, if they're genuinely concerned about COVID. You know, I kind of question, like, yeah. if they're actually that concerned about it or if they're just kind of using it as, like, a bargaining chip. Yeah. But either way, um, you know, I, I just 
you know, they're not going to get all this stuff. And, you know, that being said, I'm not one of those people that, like, doesn't think college players should get paid or anything like that. Um, I'm just saying that, like, this is kind of ridiculous and it has kind of no way of happening. Yeah, I um, I highlight some of the um, demands. One of them uh, was increased COVID testing, which, like, there's, like, there's, you're reading through these and, like, you're some, you go through some of them, you're like, okay, that makes sense. Like, I can get behind that. It's just, you have to see, like, how logistics of it would work out, but increased COVID testing, that's fine. Um, but then there's some other crazy ones. Like um, they want, I think they want like health insurance for players for six years for scholarship players. They want to split 50% of the revenue among athletes, which you were saying whole, they want to reduce the excessive pay among executives and like performance, performance bonuses, stuff like that. So I guess coaches, the PAC 12 commissioner, probably, whoever else that's getting paid over a million dollars a year, then reduce that. And then they want to like, um, from that they want, I think 2% of the revenue to go to, um, I think it was like low income black families or something like that. And, um, try not to get too political when we talk through this. Cause I mean, I can get behind a lot of this. It's just, um, I, I don't know. I don't know how, how this is going to all work out. I mean, I just, like I said, like you Holt was saying, I don't think you can just, willy-nilly give them everything they want but um some of the stuff you could get behind for sure jb do you have a take on this uh well the one thing i do know i'm sure you already talked about or you not talked about but uh i'm sure you already read uh the washington you're sure you've seen this mess that's happening and pullman at washington state some of the players that tweeted about being united have already been kicked off the team so that's that's the part to me is that yeah. and they're, they're still keeping their scholarships, but they're just, they're just being told to be kicked off the team. So that's an absolute mess. And I'm wondering how that's going to transpire, you know, with other student athletes and how they were handled with this. And, you know, it's a very slippery slope. Yeah, I guess uh, my one of my big takeaways from this is if I mean, you're ultimately arguing for like a free market system because, I mean, like this is this is going to turn into like the NFL because you're you want the athletes to get paid, which is fine. I can I can get behind that uh, to an extent. I have differing opinions on that as well. But um, everything you're uh, like asking health insurance stuff like that. I mean, it's it's a free market system at that point, and um, I can get behind that. I mean, you can't you can't like limit coaches' pay or commissioner pay or something like that. Because I mean, uh, like uh, whoever the best coach is isn't going to want to coach in the Pac-12 for you know, one fourth of the salary of the SEC coach. So I think that's going to be kind of bad. It's just, it's tough. And I I just, I don't know. I wish that there wasn't such a way of like coming about this that like, if we don't get what we want, we're just going to not play. I just, I don't like that kind of attitude. I wish there was like a more of a, you know, back and forth discussion instead of just like, here's our demands and you need to meet them or we're just going to be done playing. I mean, maybe they think that's like the only only way that anybody will listen, but I just I'm not a big fan of trying to get your way that way, I guess. Doesn't it seem like it would be way easier if they just said like, you know what, we're just going to stop like punishing boosters in schools for <laughs> yeah. and like giving away like free cars and like advertisements and like name and likeness and all that stuff. If they just said, you know what, like you can just have all that and we'll just call it even because it's, I mean, I mean, honestly, like the reason, one of the main reasons why this uh, all hasn't been solved already is because it's really complicated and there's a lot to it. And I mean, I do agree that there are probably too many um, executives that are getting way too rich off college football without actually, um, you know, without actually contributing as much as the players do. Yeah. But, you know, I'm I'm not also one of those people that is going to tell you that college athletes just have it so bad. Oh, yeah, that's that's another like, thing I was going to ask you about. Like, their lives are, like, so hard. Like, I mean, look, like, if you're a college athlete, especially, like, a D1 football player or a basketball player, your life is not difficult. Like, I mean, you're not, like, you're not struggling. Like, I mean, you know, especially compared to, like, other college students, like, you're, yeah. like, living, like, the life. You get, like, all these free clothes. You know, you get to pick all your teachers. And, you know, you you already are told, like, all the easy teachers to take. And, you know, you get all the tutors you need. You can take all these online classes if you want. Like, you know, we'll sign you up for classes that, like, don't require attendance. Like, yeah. I mean, like, you basically – you don't just get, like, a free 
uh, scholarship, like a free at like tuition. Like you basically just get a free degree. Like I yeah. mean, to an extent. Like I mean, I don't want to get like too deep into this, but like you know, I'm I'm not saying that people don't have to take tests and like you know try hard, but you know, on the academic side of things, like you're basically given like a free degree. You know what I mean? And it isn't just the fact that you're getting your school paid for. It's the fact that you're basically just getting the, a degree for free, like tonight. Yeah. And that's you don't what, um, have somebody, to put in the same amount of effort that other students do. Somebody said on the Twitter is one of like the comments to the, um, to the player demand. Somebody was saying like, yeah, that's fine. Just hold, hold uh football players, the same academic requirements as other college students. And they'll change their thoughts real quick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's true. Like, you know, they, they don't know. And I was going to, I definitely went to school with some players who were failing like all our classes and still managed to play. So I don't, yeah. I don't know how all that works. No, I was going to ask you specifically about that because you did go to Mississippi State and SEC powerhouse of football school there, whole. And um, I even saw it. Like I worked, I, I interned over the summer with some Memphis football players. This is the uh, Larry Porter years, and they um, they weren't they weren't the best football team football team or players ever but they uh they sounded like they had a good good life even at the university of memphis and um i just i wonder what your take was on it from because i know you've had classes with football players and you have like a little bit more of insight to how easy they have it i've, I've heard from other players how easy football players have it and you know any i guess d1 athlete in general but especially football players in sec yeah and i mean pretty much every sec school is gonna have like quote unquote like athlete majors <laughs> you know what I mean where it's basically just a pro like basically just a major that for athletes like and it's just you know it's kind of a BS degree and I mean I hate to say it but it's kind of it's just kind of the case I mean you don't see you know the starting middle linebacker at Alabama majoring in like mechanical engineering you know yeah. or anything like that or you know, you you may see like a couple of like finance majors and stuff like that, but like you know, like when you see on you know CBS and they do like the scholar of the week, and, you know, this guy's majoring in like general studies or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and I mean, a degree is a degree, and I mean, it's it's still gonna be good for you, but you know, I mean, let's not just sit here and act like players are just being so just like mistreated and like this this whole thing. I mean, do they get what they deserve? Probably not. But, you know, I, I don't like it when people come from the angle of, like, they just have, like, nothing and, like, they're starving and, you know, they're not getting fed three completely full meals a day plus all the protein shakes, stuff, all the nutritional stuff they get. Like, I mean, they're they're taken care of. Like, as far as that goes, like, they're taken care of. They all get, like, their own rooms, you know. Like, I mean, I can't speak for every school, but I'm assuming that most of them are like that and – um the facilities are so nice too. Like the cafeteria is so nice. The yeah. like study hall for athletes only. Like they're athletes only cafeterias and athletes only like everything. Yeah. And I mean mm -hmm. especially the schools where like football is big where they would actually make money if they were getting paid. You know what I mean? Like the schools that could actually yeah. pay players, like they're already getting like a lot. Like it's not like they're you know, it's like I'm saying, it's not like they're being like super mistreated. Yeah. Not like last chance you players. No. That's completely different. Yeah. We um yeah we always joked about it at um at CBU because D two school and like we don't really I mean we had scholarships I was on scholarship technically but it's like we get like one full scholarship to split among like ten runners and that's like for I think it wasn't even a full scholarship we had to split among ten runners but anyway it's like we're such a like a poor school relative to like other even cross country schools and it's just like we're we're taking a van across like to. Birmingham or wherever and I'll just run yeah yeah <laughs> so they said I mean we could always just run everywhere you know go to grocery store just go run bro <laughs> you don't have to drive <laughs> but um yeah it's it's just different and I don't know they they have they definitely have a good life so we'll, we'll see how this all plays out and one thing another thing that's going to happen is um obviously all the other power conferences and just conferences in general are kind of watching this play out from the sidelines because if the players' demands are met in any way at Pac-12, then I would imagine all the other major conference players to follow suit and do something similar because, I mean, they're not going to have something at Pac-12 that they're not going to have in the Big 12 or SEC or Big 10 or even, you know, the American. So 
we'll see how it all plays out. But um, yeah, I, I kind of agree with you, Holt, about the um, the players like uneasiness about playing during a pandemic and like scared they're going to catch COVID. I don't. I mean, there definitely are some players that are uneasy about that. I'm sure, but I I think that's just like another thing. It's kind of like the um, the Cespedes thing today, Holt. I know you saw that, but um, I, I was kind of skeptical that like he's just quitting baseball right now because he doesn't want to play in a pandemic. I think there's something else going on with that. Yeah. It doesn't have anything to do with the fact that the Mets are terrible right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They just lost like what, three games in a row, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Like they're off to like a terrible start and he's not, I mean, he had a home run, I think on opening day and I don't know how he's been doing since then, but yeah, I, I, that kind of like came out of nowhere. He apparently didn't even tell anyone either. He just yeah. like, yeah. And I, I don't know about, I don't know about you Holt, or JB. I'll get you back involved in the conversation. Back in the day, JB, could you just like not show up for work and not tell anyone and like still have your job? Because I, I know I couldn't back in the day. Uh, pretty much any job you have in the U.S. Like if you don't, if you're a no show for work, no call, no uh, show. Yeah, both of them are gonna fire you. I mean, there's there's not a lot of jobs that are gonna have that much you know goodwill where you're gonna be. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know, most of them are just gonna fire you. Yeah, yeah. It's just. That's just how it is. Maybe if we were all able to hit the hit a ball 450 feet, um, then we would get a little bit more uh, preferential treatment. But um, I don't know. I probably went like 280. 280 is probably my max back in the day. Hole. You might have gone like 300, 320. Oh, you mean distance on a home run? Yeah, not not running. <laughs> for some reason, like I, I guess I just zoned out for a second, but I thought you were talking about bench press for a second. I was good. Uh-huh. When he talks talking about Cespedes, like I always think about those weightlifting videos when he was like first getting scouted out of Cuba. <laughs> you know, Cuba's like shut off and like there was hardly any like footage of him. And the only footage we had was from the WBC and then from like him weightlifting. So I was just like picturing him weightlifting. And then uh, <laughs> you said like 220, 300. I was like, you know, that sounds like a bench press. I was like, wait. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't. I could probably maybe in my prime hit one, maybe like I don't know, three fifty. Yeah, yeah. This still doesn't beat JB's T-ball picture. That is that is one we should probably put up on the twitters. Yeah, JB's T-ball picture would be like our uh, like. That should have been like you know that should have been the bet for whenever y'all were betting on like the records for last year, like trying to call the games. Although you did lose, you never uh, owned up to it, but. If JB did lose. I know there's supposed to be a Mississippi State shirt on Facebook, but it should have been uh, just the T-ball picture. That would have been just as good. Yeah, I might make the T-ball picture if I ever find it. I might, <laughs> I might make it like my Twitter picture. I don't know why I, said I lost that, Alex. I actually won that contest last year. That, I know. That's, that's what I said. That's what I said. I, I whole never owned up to it. but um, So it's kind of a moot point, but it would be funny to uh, have that picture up, up on the internet somewhere. <laughs> but... It's probably long gone now somewhere, JB. I'm sure you have it somewhere, but, I mean. I cannot tell you where it is. I yeah. think long gone. I bet it's yeah. in a box somewhere. Yeah, it might, man. I mean, if if you do find it, you're going to have to make some copies for it. Cause I'm pretty sure my mom and dad would want one to go up <laughs> on our fridge. And then Holt's, Holt's mom would probably put one. Uh, if you know, the Slow Smoke House in Destin. It'd be great, uh, great content for all of us involved. All right, so we talked about the Pac-12 player demands and the SEC schedule. We're going to do a preview for SEC West, uh, but I think we're going to wait out just because the season doesn't start for almost two more months. So we have probably a lot more to talk about before then. Uh, so that might leave time for rapid fire now. However, we could talk for a brief moment if there's anything any of us ate that was special besides the uh, this quirky fries that JB had tonight. I have not had anything different lately. I've had, like, the same old Memphis things that we always talk about. Like, I had Corgi's tonight, and I had Huey's. I, I don't know, like, if we talk about Huey's a lot on here, but they've got some of the best cheese fries I've ever had. So, I always get the bacon cheese fries from there. If you're and just want to, like, get, like, some really good bar food and maybe, like, a beer or two, I definitely would recommend Huey's. There's one in pretty much every mm-hmm. part of the town that you, you could be in. Um, just had those last night. Yeah, so bacon, cheese, fries, their burgers are good. Their wings are outstanding, too. They have really good wings. For – oh, I haven't had their wings. Uh, so that's something I yeah, need to – Yeah, really good. You should definitely go next time you go. 
Yeah, um, I think I might have to. Um, I did attempt to make the skillet queso, or I was putting skillet queso, that'd be chilies, but it was the um, smoked queso on the big green <laughs> egg. And uh, this was a TikTok challenge. Um, I don't know if it's a challenge, but it was on TikTok. Like, I don't know if it's going viral, but I just saw a lot of people doing it on TikTok. And it looks pretty easy, so, and it looks kind of good, so I thought I would try it. So um, this is the same day. Uh, it was Friday as I was cooking burgers, so I just burgers and hot dogs. So I thought I would just put the queso on and put the hot dogs on the side and just cook it all together. And found out really quick when the cheese was boiling that like uh, maybe it shouldn't be such a high temperature. This is also a big green egg, so the temperature is not as easily easy to control. So um, it was it was going up to like 450, and I was like, oh, maybe I should turn this down. And I was and I like that. That temperature. That's a real temperature. What's that? That's the grilling temperature at 450. That's what you cook burgers and you yeah. know. And I was cooking, and that's 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 exactly what I was cooking was burgers and hot dogs. So I just uh, thought that I should do the queso at the same temperature, and it looks like like it was too boiling too quick. So I had to stir it up and uh, just take it off a lot sooner than I really wanted to. So I learned um, by failure, trial and failure, and I think that's how they all great the big great chefs. Right. Uh, do it is they they you know you have to learn by failure so um, next time i'll just cook it at you know the 225 250 temperature you're supposed to for 45 minutes instead of 400 for uh 45 oh. minutes that turned into 10 minutes <laughs> but the so, real quick did you have any problems with your upstairs neighbor i did not the um the tenant here wanted i was gonna cook it a little bit closer to my deck because right now we have to cook we have to push it out like into the grass and it has to be like 10 feet away from the building but it's kind of a pain because like there's like a step and it's a big green egg and like you have to lift it up or move it through the grass and it's kind of a pain so i was just gonna cook it kind of like a little bit on my uh my deck or my patio but a little bit further away from the uh deck above me but it was still not 10 feet so i was gonna do that but then my uh lovely roommate slash tenant did not want to cause any trouble so I ended up moving it back, moving it back uh, to the grass further away, and I uh, did not hear any complaints from the neighbor upstairs. Um, but it was, in fact, very smoky. So um, she was probably very <laughs> aware of me cooking queso. However, people do stop by besides her and ask, like, "What are you cooking?" It smells good, man. I can smell it from down the street. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the best feeling, though, when you're like, you know, cooking, grilling something, and people smell it. Like that's that's the best compliment. I think I told you, Alex, about how a couple of weeks ago I did smoke some mac and cheese at uh, two twenty for about forty minutes, and that was really awesome for me. Yeah, you probably did it a lot better than I did, um, but yeah, I, I saw the I saw skill or the queso going wild, not wild viral on TikTok, but I didn't see anything about the mac and cheese. And you said that and I was like, well, oh, that's just something I always wanted to yeah. do. Yeah, it's. That's- I mean, I'm sure. It's good. I just would never think to do that unless I saw it or heard about it from a friend. So I'm sure it was good. Um, yeah. That's going to be my signature dish on Thanksgiving now for all my big Thanksgiving uh, gatherings. Speaking of other people coming by, I did I did cook for this uh, sweet little old lady. I cooked some hot dogs. Every time I grill, she's always like, ask me what I'm cooking. And she's like, I got some, some great, great hot dogs from New York, like the really good kind. And uh, just let me know next time you cook on the grill. And I'm like, I'd want you to cook them. So I end up cooking our hot dogs. I don't know how you are, JB, or Holt for that matter. But when I'm cooking for other people, like I get like even more attentive and like more nervous that like I'm going to mess it up. Because like I don't, it's okay if I burn my food, but like I don't want to burn somebody else's food, especially <laughs> if it's like the first time you're cooking for them. You want to have a good impression. So I paid special attention to her hot dogs. And I think that I did it uh, just right for her. And I'm pretty sure JB is the kind of person who would like, if he like was cooking for a bunch of people and he like burned one, he would like definitely make sure to give it to someone else. Is that a- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that's a total JB move. I always told, I always like to tell. Been guilty of that. I gave like when I cooked burgers for like a family gathering, I made sure I didn't get the charred burger because <laughs> like one side of the grill was like cooking way hotter than the other side, so I made sure I didn't get the charred ones. Here you go, Greg. I, I would. Yeah, the well done the really well done charred ones to the older folks <laughs> i do uh, like telling the story of jb one of the many stories of jb but when we were uh, playing basketball back in the day it was like probably like the it wasn't the first time i hung out with him but it was like one of the first times i started like i hung out with him playing basketball with him 
at uh, the community center that we, we played. And uh, we were shooting just me and him. I, I, we had two different basketballs. I had a good ball. He had, like, a not-so-great ball. It was, like, the balls that were already there. But, like, I made my shot. And, obviously, when you make a shot, especially if it's, like, a three, you're supposed to give somebody the change, give them the rebound, give it, throw it back. So, uh, JB's just watching me shoot. He sees my ball is better, so he uh, takes my ball and passes me his shitty ball for the change. What's funny is that, like, he probably thought that you would never notice. <laughs> yeah, I probably did. I don't know. JB, JB, you got some you got some stuff going on with you, man. We're on to you. We're on to you. Yeah, my girlfriend tells me I'm not very slick. <laughs> I'm trying to look this up, JB. There, um, I saw on Twitter so a few different places – for memphis like somebody was asking where should i eat in memphis and like obviously the big ones come up with gus's central and uh gibson's and then um probably uh, i didn't see huey's on here but like he's he's always just like a. I mean huey's is good but i I would not recommend huey's for people traveling here main reason is because you can get good american fare pretty much in every city in the u.s i would want to recommend something that's you know, unique to Memphis, like barbecue or Southern food or fried chicken. That's just, but there was a, there was a, I, for a new person that's a new local, I would definitely recommend Huey's. But for a tourist that's passing through town that only is here for like one night, Huey's would definitely not be at the top of my list. There was a couple of places though I did not hear or I haven't been to, and I was wondering if you've been to it so one was uh cozy corner which i'm sure is like in the, i think it's in the hood in memphis but it's like it's technically a barbecue place but the pictures online did not look great south, it's on uh south park or sorry it's, i think it's actually uh north parkway is where it's located just before you get to downtown and that is on holton i's list that's actually was going to be the next barbecue place that he and i were going to go to before the pandemic struck it i saw some pictures i mean you can I think you can get like the ribs however you want to, but like I think they might specialize in like barbecue sauce ribs, and the, the pictures did not look great. Apparently, the Cornish hen is like one of the top things you're supposed to order there. The, what's what's that? Baby chicken, basically. It's a whole baby chicken, not fully developed. Okay, there was another place, and it was Midtown. I can't I can't find it. I'm looking at this this tweet that I saw last week, um, but I can't find it. It was in Midtown. It was like a um, I want to say like a Creole or Cajun place, and it was not like Bayou, but um, Second Line. Yes, yes, that's it. That be run by renowned chef Kelly English, who also restaurant Iris. Yep, yep. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for uh, commentating and being the Wikipedia for us. <laughs> what um, have you been there, JB? No, I have not, but I mean, I would definitely try it for sure. Yeah. So those are the places we haven't eaten. So I guess nobody's eating anything special. I um, I made this smoke queso and some hot dogs and burgers on the grill. And these burgers were the special, the Alex World Famous Bullship One, like one pound burgers that um, did not cook all the way through, which most of time you would like it, but it was a little uh, a little bit too pink on the inside. Probably should have cooked a little bit longer, but I still enjoyed it. I'm still here today. I didn't throw up or anything. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much all I had. So nothing special to eat. Um, so it might be time for rapid fire hold unless you want to talk about food for a second longer. I mean, I'm always down to talk about food, but you, you know, I will just say one thing about food since you, since you brought up the one pound burgers, something that I've been doing lately. And I highly recommend for anyone who is grilling, especially doing like you do, where you just buy like the whole huge tube yeah. of yeah. Your own, like form your own burgers. Um, what I've been doing lately is if you like chop up some onions and put, like some oil in a pan and like throw them in there and just like let them soften up a little bit and then mix that in with the ground beef with like maybe like some bacon bits and you can even put some cheese in there if you want it really like adds a ton of flavor like a ton of flavor if you like like onion like uh like i guess flavoring like in your burgers like if you like like white castle or crystal yeah. burger or uh like the double quarter pounder from mcdonald's or like some other stuff like that um that is like a really good way to just a really easy way to just add like a ton of flavor to your burger and make it just like a little bit different. Um, so I definitely recommend doing that. I don't recommend pound burgers. Um, I don't usually go above like a uh, half a pound. I think a half a pound is a really good size for a burger, yeah. but uh, like a third of a pound um, would also be, I think a quarter pound is a little bit too small, but um, 
like a third of a pound somewhere between a third of a pound and half a pound is is the sweet spot for me mine yeah mine are i made eight burgers with five pounds so it's a little bit over half pound it's like 0.6 so do Um, you just go do you just go ketchup and cheese or what are you putting on it you definitely put the cheese on you ain't wrong about that and then um I used to top it off with some like QE seasoning or some kind of burger seasoning. Oh yeah. And then uh, definitely pickles. Sometimes I put tomatoes. The only problem with if you do tomatoes and pickles is that you can't like you can't really you can still taste the burger flavor, but like you don't really taste the true burger flavor with if you put like more condiments on. If that makes sense. Yeah. You kind of like kind of mask. It's kind of like if you put something on steak, which nobody does that because that's completely different. But. Um, yeah same concept it's like you don't get to taste the meat as well if you put a lot of uh, stuff on it but um yeah as what about pickles you put pickles in the ground beef when you're mixing it up because that could be something too yeah you could definitely do that as well so what's more common is like if you're making like a sauce like people make a sauce to put on their burger like the big mac like the the chopped up pickles in there like they'll chop some pickles sauce with like you know usually it'll be like mayonnaise and ketchup and then maybe like a couple other ingredients and just kind of like mix it all up with like some uh chopped dill pickles and that makes like kind of like that big mac sauce um that's what i mean a lot of people are very fond of yeah yeah but but yeah and i also definitely recommend brioche buns too those are my favorite kind of but it used to be sesame seed but since, since i've had like a brioche like that's like my favorite for like everything now yeah um yeah we just asked me to see Kroger brand but um we can we can branch out it was payday last friday so maybe we should have like kind of stepped up our game a little bit yeah don't worry don't worry baby i'm gonna get you the the nice hands this week <laughs> yeah yeah i mean that's that's what every girl wants to hear i, I would think i mean i just i don't understand because like girls are so complicated but like guys all you have to do is like get good good food and like don't like talk so much sometimes <laughs> that sounds bad but like you know what I mean? Like, it's just good food, really. And that's, that's really, like, that'll get you pretty far in life with guys. Real. Anyway, you ready to uh, get into some rapid fire, Alex? I am ready, indeed, for rapid fire. All right. So, I guess Alex is going to be the one taking the questions today. So, I guess I'm going to be driving out. Alex, or uh, JB, do you have any questions, or am I doing this alone? I believe this is all you tonight. Yeah. You guys are so disappointing. I, I do. I do. I'm better at doing this than yeah. I am. Well, uh, you guys don't I'm, put I'm any. A, I'm you guys a better answerer. You guys don't put any effort in. <laughs> I'm a f- better answerer well, person. Who the fuck says I'm better answerer? Like, everybody can answer questions, JB. All you have to do is look up like, I'm entertainment. questions. Just look up some questions on the internet. It's not that hard. I, um, I don't. Hey, pay, 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 pay. Three, like a top three of like anything. I'll probably, I'll probably come up with a few things as we go. Yeah. All right. Oh, you should do go ahead and get started i'm sure jb will jump in but <laughs> try to make this as good as possible all right so uh alex what's the first thing you notice about a person in general like a girl or like a like person because <laughs> <laughs> we can go girl that's what i was thinking all right well do girl first and then just people in general after that dude honestly like it's probably her titties honestly all right well, I didn't think I, I knew that like that's what you were thinking, but I didn't know you were actually gonna say it, but probably actually saying it. Excuse me, her her breast is, is did your tenant hear you when you said that? <laughs> she might she might have called the uh the woman police on me. Okay, what's uh what is your go to uh song when you're running and you really need like some extra motivation? Mm, I do like um for my dogs a lot. Do you hear that one? That's that's like I used to think it was like the Georgia like theme song or like the Georgia University of Georgia like song that they always played like at parties or whatever or before games. But like it was just like on somebody's random Snapchat one day, and I thought like it was their song everyone listened to. But it was just um, it was just that one person. All right. Well, I asked JB this one last time, and he didn't really give me an answer, so I'll just ask you: What are your top three Jim Carrey songs? Or just. Top- <laughs> Well, um, number one is obviously Dumb and Dumber. Number two, I have to think about all the ones. Liar, Liar is might be up in there. I have to look at all the Jim Carrey movies before I answer this. I know uh, Liar, Liar is up there. Um, 
the cable guy. No. Bruce Ace Ventura. No, I think I think the third one might be the mask, little throwback. Yep, that's a good one. So is that what you're going with? Yeah, that's the three. Dumb number number one, liar liar, then mask. That's a solid top three. Yeah. I've got one for you, Alex. Uh your favorite SEC football uniform. Mm-hmm. It's probably either LSU. I do like Georgia's red jerseys. Mm-hmm. It might be Georgia's red jerseys. It's close, though. I like LSU's a lot, too. Yeah, I think LSU might be my favorite. Yeah. I know that it's not my turn, but I just thought I'd ask anyway. Thanks, bro. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, here's a question. Would you rather have Mike Norvell win a national championship at Florida State and Justin Fuente go 0-12 and get fired or, like, the other way around? Uh, I definitely like Mike Norvell better than Fuente, but I don't hate Fuente either. Fuente. So mm-hmm. – if one of those two could come back after next year, not this year, but after next year, to be the Memphis head coach again, which one would you pick? Uh, probably Norvell. Although I think Fuente, I think he's like I still think he's a good coach. I, I just don't think he gets like he's not doing the best job at Virginia Tech, but like he's been he's had some tough years too. Like a lot of things not go his way. Well, I think they finished the season pretty strong last yeah. year. But uh, going back to Holt's question, if it's after one year, if that means Norvell would have been fired after one year at Florida State, which means he would have been an absolute disaster. I don't and, think that's what – yeah, I mean, I understand what you're saying. Like, <laughs> that's how it would work out, but like, I don't, don't think that was the intention of the question. What if uh, Clay Helton came back? Would you be excited about that? Uh, not as a head coach. Is <laughs> <laughs> that that, like, a Memphis fan, like, does not want – to even come near USC's head coach. Yeah, I mean, he could be the, he could like coach running backs again or something if he wants to. <laughs> but not um not as a head coach. Everybody's uh, everybody's high on Silverfield right now, by the way, just because of recruiting. I thought it was Silverback. No, not yet. Just Silverfield. <laughs> Silverman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sarah's Sarah's husband. Um, what are three habits that you want to improve in your life? Mm, like habits I would like to start just well just three three habits that you have that you want to improve or three habits you want to develop uh probably reading more that's one that's like a lost I don't know if it's art but like it's lost hobby or whatever um another one would be um, this is this gonna be a little a little too uh, on the nice side, but I, I do like volunteering, and I wanted to probably get more involved in volunteering, doing charity work when the pandemic ends, whatever that is in twenty thirty five. But um, I do want to get more involved in that. I don't know if that's a habit or like a hobby, but that's an answer. And then another habit would be, you know, I don't know. Um, I don't know what the third one would be. Maybe watch more movies. <laughs> it's like the opposite. What is uh, what's your favorite lunch? The lunch I eat every day is like I like gourmet sandwiches. I've been working from home. I've been able to add the gourmet flavor to it. It's been like a ham, ham for sure, and then some other meat, whether it's turkey, roast beef, linen broil, or corned beef, something like that. Cheese, melted cheese in the toaster, toasted up bread, lettuce, tomato, pickle, banana peppers for sure, extra mayonnaise, just a little bit of spicy brown mustard, salt and pepper, and cut that bitch diagonally. That's my favorite lunch right now. Would you consider cereal to be soup? No. Um, What wild conspiracy do you actually believe is true? Um, the the like the JFK one, but like I don't know if that's even like considered wild anymore. Like, I mean, what what do you think is like? like I, th- I think like somebody else shot him, other than uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. 
there's another one I was thinking about, but I, I don't know. I don't know what it was. Man, if you you can get like caught up in conspiracy theories though, if you just kind of go through it and read about because like a lot of like what happened doesn't make sense. Like even nine eleven, like you could read about like the scientific facts of like nature or law, or whatever scientific laws that like aren't aren't supposed to be broken, but they were broken when like the towers fell. Okay. Well, that is, it's actually really funny you brought up 9 11. So that's actually my next question. So let's just say that you got sent back in a time machine to September 1st, 2001, and you got 10 days to try to stop 9 11. What do you do to try to stop it? Uh, I mean, probably, probably uh, call the police. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. But, <laughs> I don't know. Uh... <laughs> just call, just call like the local police. Just... <laughs> Excuse me, sir. <laughs> call sir. like the, the local Memphis police. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I wanted to be like, hey, um, there's gonna be some people. I mean, I'd probably go to jail though, wouldn't I? Because like, they'd probably they'd think I'm crazy and like think like. And then once it happened, they would say like, did you like conspire this? <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe like stand. That's it. So you like you would literally just call the police, and then when they arrested you, give up. That'd be the end of it. Did my, did my fault. Try, try to do like <laughs> you have like the one chance to like go back and stop it. You're just like gonna give up that quick. <laughs> well, I feel like that's doing my part. <laughs> The only, the only thing I could do, I guess I could take a flight to. Um, I don't know where the where the planes took off from. Like where was it? They were it was, one of them, Boston. I think one or two of them were from Boston. Yeah, so I guess like I could go to the airport and just yell bomb, but like then I would be arrested. Yeah. Although I don't yeah. know. Back then, like the the rules weren't as strict as they are now. So maybe like you would like be like, "Hey, man, you need to like get a drink or something." Yeah. But like I've actually thought about this a lot for some reason. I feel like the best thing to do would be definitely try to call like the CIA and get in contact with someone there. But the other thing is like I would just go to the World Trade Center and just like start pulling all the fire alarms like at like eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I mean you would go to jail, but Yeah. Well I mean that might do something. It might get like enough people out of there. I don't know. I mean it would, but like man, that kinda sucks. So then like it never happens and people are like, Man, why did this guy pull the fire alarms? What do you mean if it never happened? Because if you go there the day of 9-11, you pull the fire alarms before it happens, then, I mean, I guess, like, the the planes are in the air at that point, if that's what you're saying. Like, if you get it, like, while the planes are in the air, then, like, you'll just crash the building. The building crashed, but nothing. Uh, there won't yeah. be as many people in there. What's uh, your biggest fear? Jail. <laughs> is, that, is that why you don't, you don't want to tell anyone about 9-11? <laughs> Because you're afraid of going to jail. <laughs> yeah, it might be, man. Jail. I mean, I've, I watched some prison. I love it, I feel like I've watched some prison TV shows, man. It's just, I mean, I, I, I think I might be the type of guy that people like in jail too much. Dude, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you're their type. I hope not, man. Then I could maybe I could be like the hard criminal. <laughs> All right, I'm trying to look for one more. JB, do you have any? Debbie lost us. He ain't even listening anymore. Debbie, I don't know. He doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we can just call it there. We're about, about an hour anyway. So. Oh, question for y'all, though. This is food related. When will y'all go to Bojangles in South Haven? Well, the line has been like. I've been told. I've been told. Yeah. So, or I, I'm hopefully going to wait until it cools down a little bit because it's already like 30 minutes away. Like, it's not like it's close. I think uh, JB sent that like the WREG news like report and like the people's comments that like why they're waiting in line. They're like, well, I mean, there, there's a pandemic and like we're not doing anything else. So might as well wait. <laughs> that's what. Yeah. And like they, the line was all the way out to like the road. And I mean, that's what you're going to expect when you bring it back to Memphis. It hasn't been in Memphis in over 20 years. And it's a fried chicken chain. Since there's only one like I and it's in South Haven. And that's super busy. Is it on Goodman? Uh, yes, it is. Yes, and I don't are, think it's gonna like flop. I think it's gonna do well. Oh no! And they're built. They're gonna open multiple locations in Memphis. This is just the first one. Well, it should, they sure did take the one down the street from me. So like that was kind of sad day when I found out. Yeah, that was pretty sad. I'm sorry to hear about that. There's one I, 16 minutes away though, like which might be worth the drive now. I haven't been in a while though. Yeah. Well, we'll have to go uh, at some point in our future. Yeah, give it a try. To make sure everything's working good still. Is that the end JB's of the gonna, JB's gonna wear his Bojangle shirt when we go. 
that I feel like that's like the standard uh, JB travel shirt. That and like the come and go shirt. Yeah. I also have a water shirt. Yeah. Well, you just like <laughs> just wear all three and just take them off each time you go to the place. <laughs> Put it back on. Classic JB. I think that's the end of the podcast. Thanks everyone for listening to all of our great commentary around what's going on with Pac-12, SEC schedule, food, and everything else in between. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at SEC Slow Smoked and subscribe to our podcast at SEC Slow Smoked. See you later, guys. Thanks for tuning in to another outstanding episode of the SEC Slow Smoke Podcast. Be sure to rate us and subscribe on iTunes or your podcast app of choice. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SEC Slow Smoked. Spread the good word on this podcast like the chili and cheese on your fries. If you like this podcast, tell a friend because there's plenty to go around. Oh, yeah.